out a special guest. They don't even know I'm about to call them up, but I want to introduce Colin, who Colin, is yes. You've been asked to be on the podcast. You're you're, you're officially on the, on the podcast. We're gonna make room for you. Can we? Uh, Can we have another stool, please. Since we're talking tourism and travel within the African-American community. Have a seat. Somebody give this man a glass of champagne. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I have, yeah. Yes. In my drinks. Are we good? Are we all Also, in? I'd like a refill. No, just kidding. Just so, kidding. Colin, you are actually the CEO of ACA. Yes. African Creative, uh, yes. Creative Agency. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about why you were here in South Africa, how long you've been here, and what, like, what, how do you connect people who may not have thought South Africa was a possibility and just like bring them here? Um, I've, well, I've been on the continent for 14 years in about 31 countries. And I, I just saw an Africa that none of my friends knew about. What, what prompted you to come in the first place? Because like, you're from you, Jamaica, right? I'm from Jamaica. Right. So in 1998... Up, booyaka, booyaka. Booyaka, Okay, calm down. That's all I got. Two Nigerians. We can go all day long. What is your problem? Booyaka, booyaka. What is this nonsense? I used to shoot us. Abomination. Nonsense. So what prompted you... Actually, in 2004. I came in 98. Okay. But I was young. Came in, came out produced a, a thing for Mandela here and did a big concert. So wait, how did Mandela know to get you to come help it wasn't so It wasn't so much me. He wanted the artist I had, Kenny Lattimore, okay. who sang the song called For You, was yeah. Mandela's wedding song. Wow. So that's that opportunity and the fact that I managed Kenny just afforded us this okay. position to help. So it was Kenny, Drew Hill, Stevie Wonder, Najee. Can somebody else? Can uh, we pause camera? right there? Yeah. The things you do now can propel you to places you didn't even know you could Absolutely. go. So if you are there and you can say, well, I'm just doing this, that thing that you're doing can yeah. cause you to be someplace you didn't even, like, what is it? I'm going to go real scriptural right now. It's like, do you see a man who's skilled at his work? He will sit before kings and not obscure men. That's just, mm. that, that'll preach. Mm. So you mm. were just skilled at being a manager and the Nelson Mandela called upon the gifts and talents that you had with your clients to do something for him. That just, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was that. divine. It was just being in his presence Jesus. was cheers, cheers. Cheers. And so, cheers, so what did you, what did you learn from Nelson? He just had a calmness, you know, he wasn't, um, he was calm. Like he, like, if I think about it back, like backwards, right? He just had this, like I meditate now, but he just seemed like he was in a constant deep, meditation, thoughtful, you know, not, you know, he was, he was thinking about what he was saying. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was purposeful, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it, and you felt like you were in divine presence. Like you ooh. felt, mm -hmm. like you knew like, ooh, shit, ooh, what was that? Like you felt it, right. like wow. that moment that you know that this was special. Yeah. Right? And uh, so you came here. So I came back in 2004 with a bunch of my boys, shout out Lalu, Kojo. And um, we did a random trip, yo. My Niger boys, we're in LA. Nigeria, my people. Everywhere. Hey, we did with this place. <laughs> and we're in LA hanging out. They fly to New York the next day, and they called me mid-afternoon and was like, yo, let's go to let's go to Cape Town. I was like, yo, we should do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we should do that. It's dope. And they was like, no, like like now. I said, when you, I told y'all I'm married now. I can't be running around with y'all. So I told y'all. So I had I had asked Roz like, what stops people from travel now? And she was like, money and opportunity. Like, were you an entrepreneur? Like, what made you be able to just at the drop of a dime? I was always. I've always. I worked for myself since I was 23. Okay. So I've always. I, I don't fit in boxes. Okay. So I, I don't do good in confined environments, right? So 
Yeah, no, so I, so, yeah, so I came, my wife and I came, and uh, we spent 10 days or 7 to 10 days here in Cape Town, actually. Okay. And we partied. I mean, like, what? we got off the plane straight to this restaurant on the water. Just, I mean, just my wet just pouring, just, just the, the way Niger does it. Just, <laughs> ah, you know, we party. Niger does the best. I mean, I know we here in Cape Town, it's beautiful and serene right. whatnot, Respect but. Respect to South Africa, but yes. you know how Niger does. You know how we do. So, <laughs> so you would say, like, for couples, you like when they party together? You yeah. think it's good for them to yeah. turn up together and that helps yeah, strengthen? Sometimes they want to make, keep look, it separate. No, you know what it is? I don't, I think I hear people say, you know, when I go up and I have kids and I have to slow down, I don't, no, we take my kids with us. My kids have been here 10, 15 times. They go, like, I, I used to say to my headmaster at my kid's school, Headmaster, you got money. He said to me, he said to me, he said to me, he said, um, I said, son, I'm going to take her out for a month. And he says, well, you know, that's, you know, it's going to create a problem in the academic. And I said, I'm not sure what you're going to do here in 30 days, but what I'm about to do, I'm taking them to Dubai, to mm. Kenya, to South Africa, to Mombasa. There's nothing you're going to do for those 30 days that will even come close to that experience. To that experience. Right. You know, so. So how can people experience South Africa? So now you, you're actually moving here full time. I'm moving here full time. And, um, and you are responsible for bringing a lot of Americans, uh, African-Americans particularly, yes. to experience the continent. And how did you, how did that desire get born in you? Because I saw something. So, so, so as an agency, we try to think William Morris, except we just focus mm. on Africa. Okay. Everything into Africa and everything out of Africa. So okay. we have all the film, TV, art, all the, the, the sectors, right? But we just focus on Africa. Mm -hmm. I believe that no one is focused on it in our particular space. It's an afterthought, right? It kind of happens, but it's not by plan, right? So when I came here and saw this place, what I saw was this youth, mm. right? This youth that was so vibrant and so goddamn incredible. And I was like, whoa, if there's anything that I can do, it's two things. Help them amplify their talents to the world and then take my brothers and sisters that haven't seen the Africa that I have seen right. and show the world this Africa through their eyes. Yeah. Right. So every time I bring somebody here, it's an opportunity for me to amplify, to mm -hmm. influence. So if you're going to spend $800 to go to Ticket to Barbados or wherever yeah. you go, spend an extra $200 and go to... Mali or go to mm. Ghana or go to South Africa or go to Lagos or go to yeah. Calabar or go wherever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go and where you are favored. Right. What was where that you like? What was that like for you when you came to an African country and realized like, yo, you're the majority. Like people who look like Nigeria. you. It was Nigeria. I went to Nigeria that same two weeks later after that trip to Cape Town, I went to Nigeria. Uh -huh. And it was the most I grew up in Jamaica, so I grew up in a predominantly black environment. Mm -hmm. But two hundred million black people that's right. a whole 25 million people in lagos right. i ain't never seen that many black people in america we see that many black people we think it's gonna be a fight <laughs> something's something about to break out what right I mean, like, and it was just black people as far as i could see wow and i was like whoa i ain't never seen this right. like dude, i saw a white guy in the bar and i was like oh <laughs> what are you what are you doing what you do? how'd you get here <laughs> It no, was like shocking like that. It's so funny because I, I, I have that experience because whenever I come to Nigeria, I usually stay for about a month. And you know, mm -hmm. it's just a sea of black. And then I go home to LA and I'm the only black person on my street. And the first, like, it, it's like culture shock the first like two days because I look at the white people like, wait, what are you? Oh, I'm the minority. My bad, my bad. No, no, no. Yeah, you're you supposed to be here. I apologize. I'm intruding on your space. And that's such a difference from when you hear people like saying, like, in America, you know, you see a black guy on the street, you give him a head nod. You know, mm -hmm. like, 
in Africa, it's like you're the majority, you're home, there's a comfort. There's probably something really, hopefully, empowering about I think that. It is. Um, and, and unifying and exciting. I, I'm curious, though, because you bridge the gaps and do a lot of storytelling about mm -hmm. Africa, what do you think Americans need to know more about with Africa? What, what are they missing? I think every entertainer that I engage, and, and it's slightly changing, but everyone I engage or who engages us from a cold call perspective, it's always they want to go feed, give somebody some water, or go dig some wells. And I don't do that. For the record, right. the UNICEF is incredible. If uh, that's what you want to do, I'm you should going. do that. <laughs> but I don't do that. That's exactly the point I was trying to make yeah, with Yvonne. I don't do that. It's not only that here. No, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that doesn't exist. Yeah. Right, there's enough right. organizations out there that work in that space. Absolutely. And then there's more NGOs in Africa than any place right. else. So I get that role. It's just not enough of us on the other side. Right. Yeah. Showing the other thing, showing the nightlife, showing this. The you thriving know? culture and businesses and people and, and, tourism. and, and tourism and you know, the young people that might be excited about changing governments that could use work or that, that are, you know. You gotta give them something to wanna come back to. You know, right. I, I even meet other Nigerians who, you know, are in America and maybe aren't, like, don't come home every mm -hmm. year like I do. And they're just, and I'm like, oh, how, when was the last time you were back? Like, oh, I don't really go back because it's, it's mosquitoes right. and it's like, it's, right. you know, water. And I was right, like, right, what? Right, right. Is that the only, like, thought that you have of right. Nigeria? Like, Lagos is bomb. Like, there's right. so many people. But, but they have an old Lagos in mind. Yeah. And so they have a move. So we, in 2007, 2008, we wrote this paper and it was called the Brain Trust. And what, what, what I had noticed in my years here is that when I went to college, there was always two or three Africans in behind me, right? Yeah. It was always in the back quietly, mm -hmm. right? They graduated, they never went back home. Mm -hmm. They all stayed. Right. Somewhere, all somewhere around 94, 95, 96, we started to see this smaller wave of Africans going back home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the brain trust that had been removed from the continent was yeah. now coming back home. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, it's it, to me, they it's a three. Me, they call me, I just got backs. Yes. Right. The IJBs. Right. The IJBs, yes. Ah, yeah, I just got back. Right. Yes. And, and so you saw that, and, but but I believe that's the, so I think there was there was a wave of Africans beginning to understand governance and everything else, right? Beginning to, to look at their communities differently. Mm -hmm. The next wave was the brain trust, which was Africans coming back. Right. I think the, third trust that we're about to go through is African-Americans right. beginning to reinsert themselves mm. back into their space. Right. And I'm not saying move. I'm not talking about, I'm not Garveyite. I'm not talking about people moving. I'm talking about people mentally, mentally engaging with their space yeah. right. and beginning to see themselves more as a majority than a minority to understand the diaspora and the power that we possess. Right. Not in the power and in, in the opposite of somebody else's power, just the power of self. Right. Really getting it. And that's what young boys in America are missing is that. So I have a question. So if I'm if I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, you know what, I want to go to South Africa, but I want to have an experience maybe similar to what Roz and Yvonne are experiencing or something in that ballpark, do they just reach out to your well, agency? Because no, no, so, we only deal with the celebrities. We only okay. deal with this, right. that particular. But there's a company called Tastemaker Africa. Mm. Sure, what's up, girl? Brie K. In the house. <laughs> um, and they do that for every day. They, they create curated trips for the everyday guy that just wants to go. Right, yeah. And I mean, she took me to places in SA. I didn't know. I was here 
couple of months ago with my family and she was here and we went out and she took me to a speakeasy mm-hmm. where you had to know the password, knock on the door right. and they opened it was this dope club and I was like, it was a four blocks from my crib. I never knew it existed. So he, like, he been too busy right. being bougie. Because I've been too busy being bougie. I've been busy being bougie. So I didn't know and it, so it's so beautiful to go to Ghana with her and mm-hmm. watch her show me her Ghana. Right. Her Ghana, for her to show me her Kenya. It's different than what mm-hmm. I know. Right. Because I've been here 16 years, so I got a different Purview, skew, right. right? But she's younger than me, and she's got a different eye. And it's incredible to see. We had a, I'm going to leave the celebrity nameless, but I had him here last year. And before he came, he had mm-hmm. a very typical African-American view mm-hmm. of this space, that it was, you know, backwards, people still, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Was it Jay-Z? No, no it wasn't. wasn't. No, I'm just guessing. Same nameless. And, and, and nameless, nameless. <laughs> no, 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 and, kidding, you know, kidding. so he had that, that thought, that, that vision, and I take that as a challenge. I take right. that as a, as a badge. Yeah. Like, like, okay, what can I create and curate for him right. that without overtly trying to change his mind, just begin to open his eyes? Yeah. So we created, from, from he stepped off the plane till he stepped back on the plane. Every moment was thought of, every day, was thought of, and by the time we got to Joburg, we went to DSTV, that carries yeah. your show. Uh-huh. And, Shout out to Insecure. And we Thank you, Insecure, DSTV. right on DSTV. And <laughs> we went downstairs in the parking lot, and he just, just stopped me for a second. He was like, yo, man, these people have been lying to me mm. my whole life. Wow. And it was one of those moments, like tears, like, I've been lied to. Right. Like, this, nobody in my hood would believe that yeah. this is, and it was 5,000 people in the atrium to see him to wave. Right. Yeah, unless. That worked at a TV company. Right. Yeah. He couldn't even wrap his head that this, a, this is a, a network? A network. Like, and like, they get my stuff out here, and they love me, and they understand me. And, and that's the but thing. unless you're willing to have someone tell these stories and share with you, if you're all the way across the world, you're a victim and, and only going to learn what's told to you through commercials, through TV, mm-hmm. through movies, through easy stereotypes. And most you know, Americans back home, for the most part, are, are not motivated enough to do the work to learn more. It, they, they'll take the easy information that comes their way. And That's you know, why listening shows like to you, uh, First Gen right. coming soon. By Yvonne Very Audrey. important. Very important. Well, and you know, I think too, like we, we need a lesson, as you were saying, like the gap between American American-born blacks and Africa and not having it feel so far and so different and so foreign. Yeah. And then for those who are, you know, feeling connected to Africa, like for instance, I just was doing the, the NBA Africa game here and I was asked by a reporter, why was it important for you to be here? Why did you come to South Africa? It's your first time here. And I really was able to say, it started with an investment in my culture from childhood. Like I remember, when I was younger, my dad being Nigerian would be like, you should know who you are, you should know where you're from, you should be proud of yourself, you should know your roots, and you should know your people. And he would often say, you don't want to be like one of these people who become, who grow up and have to pay money to find out what their culture is or where they're from. And as a kid, you don't always get that. As a kid, sometimes I feel like you're taught to want to be the same and fit in. And you realize when you're older, it's you know your ethnicities and your differences that make you special and whatnot. I'm so happy now as an adult that I have a sense of culture, of where I'm from. I have a pride in being African, as well as being exposed to my mother's side mm-hmm. of the family too. And I have to say that was from the early investment in my father in, in 
in his children and, and what their values were. And now as an adult, I'm will, willing and interested and actively investing back in the motherland by being here. But there's so many people, Roz, who feel like they, that investment was robbed from them. That investment was stripped of them because they didn't come to where they came voluntarily. So, so they do have to, to pay to, to figure out what home is because mm-hmm. this is home right. and so I think uh, Colin the, the work that you're doing and the tastemakers and the people mm-hmm. who are taking a risk to come back and 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 bridge that gap is equally as important because what it does is it allows those people who feel like something was robbed from them yeah. mm-hmm. to to now come and have an experience the experience that they should have always had yeah. I think look, we have to connect we have to reconnect at a higher level mm-hmm. We, we have to, it's the DNA thing. You know, yeah. I hate to say it, but African-Americans, I'm Jamaican. I'm clear. Mm-hmm. I'm very clear. Jamaicans will say we come from Jamaica. We came from nowhere else, right? That's what mm-hmm. all Jamaicans, we're that proud, right? Thus, we must have came from Nigeria. Nigeria. But I said, go and go to AfricaAncestry.com. That will take you back to your tribe. Not you from East Africa over yeah. there somewhere, which is like 30 countries. You're like, oh, you from those 15 countries. Good luck with that. Right. You know what I mean? Pick I'm no plug to the other one. But state. go back to your <laughs> tribe and then begin to unpack it. Yeah. You know, like you like certain things or you do certain things or you look a certain way or your kids look away, they body frame them because you come from a particular area. Mm, yeah. My daughter is from Ethiopia. When I mean we're in this, mm-hmm. we're in this. Like this is not... It's business, but it ain't business. Mm-hmm. I love and, that. And that's the only legacy we have is to make sure that the people that I can influence, mm-hmm. that can influence others, come and have this experience. Mm-hmm. And let the rest come. I and think I that's the, the takeaway yeah. from, from this podcast, like us being here, us having this conversation, and when we go back to America as well, it's like not leaving empty-handed, not having given some invested or put your, some investment or put your hand out or... Uh, done something to share the right stories. Yeah. You know, just like us doing this, even us doing the podcast is a way of sharing the right stories. And to anybody who's watching this, because like this is this is your access. Like you have this is your green light. You don't you don't need permission anymore. All you need is a visa. And if you have an American passport, you actually don't even need a visa to come right. to South Africa. Right. You need a plane ticket right. and a place to stay. So And there's always a banana boat. <laughs> right. Okay. And everything lodging is cheap. Can we be serious? Get here and everything else is cheap. Yeah. Right. Get here and get everything here. else is cheap. Again, I you love, can stay at Collins House. I, I, yeah, you can so, stay at Miles. So and I love what you said. The same way you pay like eight hundred dollars to go to Bermuda, it's like just pay come a couple hundred dollars extra oh, and come to South Africa. I mean there's specials. SA got seven ninety nine fares every once in a while. Listen, direct, you know what I'm from, saying? direct from JFK. You know what I'm saying? The rand is thirteen to one, so your one dollar is thirteen. So you know t- what I'm saying? You so, can ball out. You can ball out. out. I mean, it's because it's places like Thailand are becoming like hot and popular now. Nigeria can become hot and popular. Yes. South Africa, Kenya. There's so right. many places. Even Botswana, the the off the beaten path places as well. So. Thank you guys so much for kicking it with us, for watching the sunset with us. It's kind of beautiful. It um, is beautiful. I hope you all listen to anything we said. You're just mesmerized <laughs> about the, the time lapse <laughs> and the right. sun setting in the background. But appreciate you. Appreciate Uninterrupted for giving us this opportunity. Appreciate ACA, thank Colin, you. for enlightening us to, to uh, bridging the gap. And thank you for watching and always supporting Ball Girl Magic coming That's to you it. from South Africa. Hey, turn it. <laughs> Umejipodoa, umepodoka Mwendo na jibu, yote monani Misuru haria ni dondoka Tukimbiza nini, sarome wangu Iyo michezo ya jogo Ona
sauti za machini sarome wangu ukimona jongo inama kidogo shika magoti mimi nimesimama kama ngongoti mtoto jojo sio